0: You might not think that a few simple words could make you crave McDonald's breakfast sandwiches, but if you listen closely to the sound of me saying McGriddles, McMuffin, you might be wrong.
1: This episode is brought to you by Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates' national average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. Our friends from Birmingham, UK. UK. Unbelievable. All the way from the UK. We haven't made it to the UK. They've made it over here. That is awesome. Sorry, Birmingham. You haven't cursed yet. Sorry, Birmingham. On tomorrow's show, when right. we are live on Sky Sports, you will say something you shouldn't say, and right. then you can say sorry, Birmingham. i right. I will be like, you, Florio. And thank you. And then I will say, yes. sorry, Birmingham. That was last night at the Mandalay Bay Sportsbook. The live audience. PFTPM. Chris Sims Unbuttoned. Yep. The Joint Megapix podcast dropping at some point today, if it hasn't already. There's a look at the casino, which has a very unique scent. It's a little quiet right now. It has a very unique scent. A little smoky. It is cigarettes masked by something that almost makes it pleasant. And I'm at the point now yeah. where I'm going to miss that smell. I hear you. Isn't We're, that weird? We kind of grew up with those kind of smells. They're not
2: a part of the world anymore. It's good to come back to Vegas and, like, be in a room that smells like 1984 again. But it right? doesn't <laughs> smell like that. <laughs> no. They've done something to well, it that makes it smell better. They've got, like, something on the carpet or going through the air filtration that is, like, trying to take away the smoke It almost smell. makes it.
1: Try, it's like it's trying to be close. Right.
2: Yeah, I hear you. You know, I hear you exactly right. It's like they plugged in like a you know a, a Christmas tree thing that smell puts out good fumes into the uh, casino. Well,
1: but you had had some good fumes before we did our show I last did. night. I wish I could have blown the fumes there, right there <laughs> in the casino. I would have. They let me, I,
2: you know. But yeah, I had fun last night for our pod. I I uh, I did go out by the pool and had a little smoky smoke, and then I got to uh, our event
1: and had some drinky drink. Had drinks. some drinky drink, right. And right. it was Happy Chris. It was Happy we Chris. We did an hour sir. with Happy Chris last we night. You know,
2: I just was like, hey, it's time to go crazy. Let's have fun and go all in. And, you know, you were pretty good. You were only an oh, asshole you. here and thank there. You. I
1: was pretty good. Thank Sorry, you. Sorry, Birmingham. All hey, right. there it there is. There it is. I yeah, just well want to give them some love. Well done. Uh,
2: but, no, we, we did. It was great, and we had a, a good little showing of our European, U.K. World friends. Worldwide, Belgium, right? Philippines. Philippines, right? I wish I would have spent a little more time with our Philippine uh, fa- fans because they were really cool. Uh, I wish I would have gotten They were gotten flying chairs. back to the Philippines after our show—that's insane. It really is, but yeah, like humbling, Could made me very proud of what we do in our show. Well,
1: and it was—and look, we're not going to go too far behind the scenes here, but it wasn't exactly something that was weeks in the making. So no, we kind of just put we, it together. We just got slapped together, right. and there was like negotiation about what we can and can't out, do. Right. Can't amplify sound. And they ended up working out a deal, but we didn't have a whole lot of time to wave the flag and spread the word No, and and so when well, I honestly, got there I'm thinking, eh,
2: eh, 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 you know, right. no one's
1: coming to th- and it's like hey there's a lot of people here Right, like, where, where'd all these people come from we got the people from? going where'd they all come from they were
2: regulars it was it was perfect we had Super Bowl Jacket Guy right Super Bowl oh, Jacket Super Guy Super Bowl Jacket
1: Guy had a copy of my mob novel Father of Mine for me to sign that he has read right Steven Sawyer was his name and he gave away the ending I, and around other
2: people say, hey they haven't read it yet don't yeah. give away the ending <laughs> Steven Sawyer he was great right we had some fun with him because I was like man you're all in he was wearing the Super Bowl jacket they had all the logos but then like oh my gosh yeah talk about a guy your book He's warming up to me and telling me the 1986 Giants are his favorite team ever. So, uh, yeah, it was was a lot of fun. We had a great background, the backdrop of the, you know, Mandalay Bay sports book with all the stuff in the screens and all that. Here you go. Look, there we go. Oh, and that's that's Brian Mitchell. Brian Mitchell. With a walk-on. Unexpected. Uh, Brian Mitchell, like a legend, kick returner, punt returner. Uh, Washington Commanders, you know, Redskins back in the day, used to a bunch of other teams too, but phenomenal football player. One thing I'm looking at in these clips is going, man, I should have put makeup on because I have a very shiny forehead and all those videos so far <laughs>
1: so and you talked about possibly doing it but then you're just like i just with like the hell of it. it you know you would have yeah. had a hard time in your condition putting the makeup on yourself yeah i
2: didn't want to do that you're right yeah. i just was not in the mood to uh, do that right there
1: we, yeah. we also embarrassed shereen williams and miles simmons by calling them up at the end and acknowledging the fact that on the days when you don't feel like working they end up having to work in right. your place but right. they appreciated it. oh
2: uh, they're 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 great we, you got a great team man you should be proud of what you what you do and like I don't do it – I don't never do it with other, other than when I'm really sick, right? But I've had a few with Miles where I've been like, man, I don't feel 100%. And I go, well, damn, Miles is in California. You get to call at 3.30 in the morning. 30, can you help save Chris and do the show? <laughs> and that's, uh, it's definitely made me suck it up a few times, and I've had a cold or whatever else to come into but work. It really so.
1: was a lot of fun. We appreciate everybody that showed up. And you can check out the whole thing. It'll be on YouTube. It'll be on – the podcast platforms will have clips of it throughout PFT, although it's it's tough real estate this week to get anything onto PFT other than the great guests that we've had. We had right. plenty of them yesterday. We're going to have more today. We're going to have some after the show. TJ Watt is going to show up at some point and walk on, and we will have a conversation Maybe with him. Maybe Lawrence Taylor. We'll Maybe see. Lawrence Taylor. He's being very That'd Lawrence be Taylor-ish. Okay, and he's late. Oh, well, you said when you saw Lawrence Taylor <laughs> at morning. 9:15, there's no way it's happening. I was like, what? Lawrence Taylor, nine fifteen PM. Yes. AM. Yeah. No.
2: AM. There's no way that'll start kick off on time. No way. So, I can't wait till he gets here because I'm going to bust on him and tell him that dad told him, Phil said you'd be late and all that, and we'll, we'll see if we can get a, a rise out of him.
1: So, after we got finished last night with the Joint Mega Picks podcast, I went and got my wife, changed clothes real quick, got in a car, took forever to get out to the main drag right. to go to the Sphere to watch the U2 show there. Yeah. Man, that was something. Remember, I, it, remember when Mad Dog was telling us that he didn't do the LSD when right. he was in boarding school? I right. felt like I did the LSD. Yeah, right. I've, you, never I've never done in the it. Sky. I've never done it. But And that's beforehand. That's what they show you. That's what's on the, the big, giant indoor yeah, screen. Right. We're inside the Death Star. And then once it starts, they're playing the music, and like the bricks start to bust, and the whole thing blows open. And it is just it. At one point, I thought the floor... Was going up. I saw
2: the video of it so far because there's stuff falling. There's from stuff the sky, falling, right? and so and, like and I and,
1: and I wasn't ready for that. Right. And it's like, holy, the the floor Am like I something's moving? going on here. The floor is <laughs> raising. It right. was crazy. Right. There's points where it feels like you're outside in the daylight. You're outside at dusk. That's you're in incredible. the desert. It really is amazing what they've put together there. I, I went for two straight imagine. hours. It was great. I can only great.
2: imagine because I'm like literally like utterly impressed by the outside of this damn thing i mean i i everybody i have talked to and i had a driver driving me around last night and he even heard me on the phone because i think he's here like look at these yeah, shots it's amazing i mean you drive by and you're like wait is that the actual sorry, raiders Chief's helmet sorry again 49ers raiders. helmet i mean some of the stuff you see it is incredible it does not look real it looks like there's animation out on the like this huge animation, just like in life, it's 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 just indescribable, and uh, it's definitely going to be something for a lot of people to check out when they get here. Look at this stuff.
1: There's a lot of deep cuts. I think they play every song from the Octune Baby album. I'm not like that ardent You're of not a all. fan not, to know. Yeah. So there were a lot of songs hits. I didn't know. Okay. It was still enjoyable. Right. But they could have done two hours of songs that we've all heard of, and that would have been more enjoyable. So they brought it. Because there's a lot of songs, like they didn't do Sunday, Bloody Sunday. No, oh. they they one of their albums from like 40 years ago, Octung Baby. Yeah. They played, I think, the whole album and then they interspersed it with other things, and other... then they do an encore with like Beautiful Day and right. With or Without You and Songs right. That Everybody Knows gotcha. where the streets have no name. So but it was it was just great, the whole experience. And there was a point where they kind of sell it down a little bit, because it, it really I mean, that that goes up so, and stuff is cascading down. Yeah. And it's everything's moving. It. it what were was you drinking? Wild. Nothing. 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 What a dork. Nothing. I still had my two margaritas in me from. Jeez, uh, you pocket. went to the sphere and saw you two, and you didn't have one Let me drink. We got there barely on time, okay. and then when it was time to take our seats, we didn't have right. a whole lot of time. We went and grabbed some chips. Nobody around you and had some, some good some stuff or anything no, like I, that? I smelled it at one point. All right. I smelled it at one point. Nobody Damn. passed it my way. Damn. I would have puffed. If they had passed, I would have puffed. Damn, puffed. that's when you need me there because yeah. I would have puffed
2: and passed. I just would have grabbed your vape, vape pen. For you. right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: I should get a vape pen while I'm here. Yeah, you should.
2: I should. Everything. They say the biggest dispensary in the world is right down the street. Um, I I did want to check that out, but I don't think I'm going to have time.
1: Okay, so something we haven't talked much about the past few days because we've had so many guests on the program, the Super Bowl. Super Bowl. (laughs) And we still have the issue about Joe Tooney. Well, right, we haven't talked about it in this setting. Joe Tooney, only player not to practice for the Chiefs on Wednesday. Coach Andy Reid says he would bet on Nick Allegretti starting at left guard on Sunday. Tooney has a pectoral injury. He missed the AFC Championship, and it worked well without him against – the Ravens and Justin Matabuike, and you were concerned that they were going to crash through the middle of the line right. that way. So it held up in yeah. the AFC Championship game. It looks like he's going to have to hold up again now.
2: Yeah, it's uh, it is a big uh, you know a, a big part of this football game. I mean Joe Tooney is an All Pro guard. He is arguably the best pass protecting guard in all of football. That's really what he's really good at. Run game is not necessarily his mo. He's good at that, but he's special at pass protection. Right, Allegretti was an issue uh, as far as we were concerned about it in the Ravens football game and the AFC championship game. But at the same time, held his own, right, Mike? But there were, as the game went on, Matabuke did start to have his way on Allegretti, right? And that does concern me. I did a little exercise for my podcast on Monday about, like, the top, top ten, you know, most non-important QBs in the football game. And one of the people I brought up along this line was Javon Hargrave. Because he's a guy, hey, they paid a lot of money for Javon Hargrave and free agent. He's supposed to be a superstar. He's had a good year, but not a great year. Here's a game where he can make the good year become great if you can dominate a guy that's been basically a career backup at guard in an offensive lineman. So can they take advantage of that matchup? That'll be interesting. One of the great things about the Chiefs that we've talked about is it's hard to get to them when it's just the front four. But if you can find a mismatch and Hargrave can dominate on a consistent basis, that will change the dynamics of the football game a little bit and change how the Chiefs have to approach passing the ball, and that could be interesting.
1: He was that guy for the Eagles last year. The 49ers paid him a bunch of money, uncharacteristically broke the bank for somebody outside the team. And yeah, this is an opportunity right. for him to earn his money. And we see T.J. Watt. T.J. Watt is vicinity. lurking. He's got He's that lurking. aura, that vibe. Well, he has that vibe. You know when T.J. Watt's around.
2: T.J. Watt, especially
1: because he can smell that a quarterback is nearby, no, exactly and he wants right. to hit you. T.J. Watt has an overwhelming has that urge look to hit a quarterback. He stares he at is. you like you're a taco, and he might hit is. you. <laughs> T.J. Watt joining us now. <laughs> T.J., how are you, man? Let's Good see to see him. you. Well. No, TJ, t- do you just have like a sixth sense when there's a quarterback around that you just want to go hit? A guy like Chris Sims, even though you probably don't even know that he was a quarterback at one point, you can just
3: sense it? Yeah, especially when he's talking smack about Taco Boy. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> it only makes you're you want to do it more. Uh, you're funny.
2: Are you a, you know, like there's some defensive ends I played in football, right, that, before the game, they might have said, hey, what's up to the quarterback or whatever. And there was others that were like, no effing way am I going to even look at the yeah. quarterback or make him feel even comfortable. What's kind of your approach before a football game usually along that, that
3: line? No talking. No I talking. Mean, no, no talking. I mean, it's, no, I mean, at, at like halfway through the game or something, if you're close, it'll be like, hey, respect your game or right, something. Or right, Hold on to the ball a little bit longer for me yeah. or something like that. <laughs> right, but, right. Nothing beforehand, no.
2: Yeah, yeah. You would like to keep the intimidation yes. factor alive, right? 100%. 100%, yeah.
3: You guys
1: had... A crazy year. And everybody writes off the Steelers, and then the Steelers just find a way to get it done. How much do you hear the outside noise? You got a lot of people in Pittsburgh who want more, and they are loud. Do you hear any of that stuff? And if so, what impact does it have?
3: I mean, I'd be lying if I said we didn't hear at least some of it. Uh, you can't, I mean, today's day and age, you can't block everything out. Right. Um, it's just a matter of galvanizing everybody and understand that the only people that are going to solve our problems are the people in this locker room and the people in that building. And that's why Mike T is so great at what he does is being able to motivate us, keep us uh, very even keel, whether we're too high, too low. Um, Just being able to motivate us, um, put us in pads if we need to put pads on. You guys are famous for that. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) things like that. We tackle every day in training camp. We build in adversity in training camp so that when it comes in the season, we we understand what to do. We know the challenges are going to come. It's just a matter of attacking them. When they do, and uh, a lot of credit goes to Mike T for that.
2: Yeah, I, do you guys get tired of it? Like, you get tired of this, that Mike T, like, oh, they should move on for him? I know you guys got great respect for him. He's a defensive guy. He's as real as
3: it can be, right? Yeah. You know, th- don't you get sick of defending him? Yeah, but, I mean uh, – I don't ever get tired of saying good things about him because it's true. It's true. It really is. And none of this is a front. That's truly how we all feel about him. Um, I feel like if it's not, that part would have got out already, but it hasn't. And uh, he's a great coach for a reason.
1: Help us understand this, TJ, because we talk about it all the time. He takes the parts, whatever the parts are, and he gets more out of what you would expect those guys to do. He somehow works his magic. Can you give us something tangible that he does to inspire guys to come together and play better as a unit then maybe you would say
3: if those 11 guys were slapped together, they should play. I think it's a holding everybody accountable type thing as far as in the film room. When we come in the team meeting room, you don't know what he's going to show you. Everybody kind of has a little nervous feel. We're all looking around at each other, like what play, you know, and when, when that pay, play right. pops up, you right. immediately uh, know before uh, oh, he even hits play, like, play. oh, it's my play. Set <laughs> the edge here. Uh, you That's could right. be talking to him outside the meeting room, like, cool, how's the family? How's everything going? Really nice. And all of a sudden you get in there and that play comes like, we were just cool outside, and now you're going you're to roast me in front of the whole team. Right. Um, so it's that accountability aspect of uh, in-team meetings, we, the offense goes over there uh, spiel a little bit, so the defense knows what the expectations are for the offense yeah. and vice versa. Right. So it helps us kind of hold each other accountable on the football field. When did you know you were just like a freak of nature? Like,
2: did, did did was there a point in high school, college, when did you start to realize, like, whoa, me and my brother, JJ, are kind of on a different level than everybody as
3: far as power explosion strength all those type of things i don't know i mean i'm always labeled as not the fastest not the strongest the right. lunch pail guy you right. know and uh, <laughs> you i always having I, I have incredible self-belief i really do and uh, it's because of the people that i'm surrounded with that uh see the hard work and dedication and i've always had the blueprint from jade and derrick of what it takes um and i, I just want to be great i know that I don't have a whole lot of time to play this game. I have such a small window, and I want to give everything I possibly can. And it's all about who I surround myself with and people that believe in me. And uh, I, I I love this job, man.
2: The most serious fight between the Watt brothers growing up. Like I remember your brother joking on Saturday Night Live, like your mom would throw the controller in the basement and be like, "Fight for it, right?" or something like. It that. It would
3: be over something stupid. Honestly, it would, it would probably be over a video game of some sort. Derek, Derek or JJ was probably beating me a hundred to two, and I got upset right. and we started brawling. And it would get real like punches, oh yeah, or oh, more yeah. wrestling
2: like headlock kind of thing. See, the thing with JJ
3: is you, you like it's he's six years, five and a half years old, me, so it's more of a punch, punch, and then run as right. fast as you can, and then he'll swoop you <laughs> and then give you a couple of dead arms. Right. <laughs> me and Derek would duke it out a little. A bit more right um, right but yeah it was always a fair share of fights <laughs> oh, It's just, I mean roughhousing
2: to think of him running away from anybody right but, but, but
1: the idea of growing up roughhousing with J.J. Watt that's the best possible preparation for a <laughs> career in professional right, football that right. I could imagine right.
3: I, I played tips 21 with my brothers growing up and I was never like the hoop was always at 10 feet I think I got like one rebound and every shot was blocked <laughs> right, but, uh, right. it, it must have worked to some extent yeah <laughs> mental toughness yeah.
1: <laughs> I was at the week two Monday night game against the Browns and man, when they play Renegade, mm-hmm. it, it really is special.
3: Why does it work? Why does it keep working for the players when that happens? I mean, anytime you get seventy-five plus thousand people on their feet waving terrible towels, uh, the the camera goes out, uh, the screen goes black, and they start showing highlights. You feel it's tangible. You feel the right. energy in the place, and right. it makes you want to give these people exactly what they're looking for. And that's a turnover, a big splash play. And it's always played in the most important uh, series of the game. And you did it that night. You were the one who did it that night. Well, Alex yeah. Highsmith. I, what you talking about, the fumble yeah, yeah, recovery? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, I mean, that's another example of it all. I, I Fumble recoveries are cool, but it's all about the person that forces the fumble. Yeah, right. Alex right. Highsmith had a, had a hell of a season, and uh, he came up in big moments like that. He had one against the Ravens as well, too. Um, so, I mean, we, we have a lot of splash factor on our defense. He uh, loves the Vikings, right? Mm-hmm. But
2: after the Vikings and Justin Jefferson, this? you are his second. He's a fanboy of you, okay? He I loves the Steelers. That. He he lives close to there, right? Okay. He won't totally embrace fine. it. This he's bought fine. Justin Jefferson a gift. He hasn't bought you a gift. No, no, no. That's okay. no, no. So that's not I just how it works. Let you know. That's not like, how it You're works. his second. It's favorite crazy player. how many
3: Steeler fans I meet face to face, and for the first time, I'm hearing they're Steeler fans. I, right,
2: right. Well, yeah. Like he's a Vikings <laughs> fan that like revolted against his family, who were big Steelers fans. As a kid, I grew up in. Wheeling's 60 miles away. You know where Wheeling he is? You've lived there steel. long like enough your, now. Yours. Wheeling's
1: just down the road in West Virginia in the Panhandle. Yeah. Everybody in Wheeling was Steelers fans, so I had to be different. Imagine that, I gotta be different. <laughs> yeah. And and yeah, but uh, i I've, I've I've known and followed the Steelers for fifty years. Finger on the pulse. Yep. I know the vibe. I know when it's going to turn around. That's why he, I, I drive him crazy all the time. We pick games against each other. Yep. He'll, he'll pick like, against this is you the guys. Game. Oh, the Ravens game. The Ravens yeah. game. Ravens yeah. game yeah. Yeah. This He's is all, a TJ Watt say, this is, late sack this fumble game. I don't care. Right? You can that's tell me all the game, stats. You awesome. can tell me <laughs> everything you want to tell me. The Steelers are going to win this game, and it drives him crazy when it happens. Yeah, that's awesome. This is pasta and meatballs. All right, who's the best old lineman in football right now? Like the one
2: guy when you play them, you're just like, damn, it's him.
3: Crap. I don't know if I ever am like intimidated. Yeah, that I know, way, I but I say a guy just, that I think is doing it at a really high level. Uh, I rush on the left always, so I go against a lot of right tackles. I think right. Lane Johnson. I mean, being able to kick back as quickly as he is, and he right. has great hands, uh, feet. I think he's long as def- hell. Yeah, one of the best. for Right. Sure. Yeah, I, I
2: hear you there. What about other pass rushers? I know. I know you respect all of them. I hear you talk about it often. But like,
3: who's the guy you're always a little bit like, wow? Uh, Daniil Hunter had a great year. Yeah. I think he has a lot of very unique moves. I mean, that guy is is ripped up. He's got oh, very God, long he's scary. arms. He has really unique moves. Yeah, what do you moves. mean by the unique moves? I it's like a, up for us a... little. It's almost like a praying mantis. The way that he rushes, he just really he grabs onto the arm, he has this jump through and then he has this like, grab, fake grab on where it looks the same and then he spins at the last minute. Wow. Um, tried that a couple times in practice and it's not built for me. <laughs> Um, I think Max Crosby has a hell of a motor, a guy that has a lot of pass rushes. I mean, there's so many guys yeah, that, that are just doing it at an elite level right now, outside and inside. Right, right. Week
1: 2, 2018, you played in the game. The Chiefs came to town. What did you know about Patrick Mahomes before that game, and what did you find
3: out We didn't know enough. <laughs> <laughs> we definitely didn't know enough. Uh, we left that stadium with a whole lot of respect. Um, he still had some weapons. I think Sammy Watkins was on that team as well oh, at that Tyreke. time. uh, Tyreek yeah so I mean uh, the guy was throwing the ball all around the yard uh, probably thought they were going to run the ball a little bit more that day but uh, they didn't and um we learned a lesson that day. What jumps out to you about them as a whole since you've gotten those experiences and played
2: against them in the playoffs and done all that, right? Well, you know, When you're on the field, what what's kind of special
3: about the Chiefs and their magic? It's the consistency. Yeah. And, and uh, you need to keep the foot on the gas no matter uh, what the situation is or what the scoreboard is because they always have an opportunity to come back because of 15.
2: Like you, you hear him like you, – do you, do you hear him yelling at his guys,
3: right? I mean – Uh, I'm usually catching my breath. You're catching your (laughs) breath. (laughs) So I can't hear that part. But, uh, I mean, they obviously have great continuity. They really do, and they seem to to gel really well, and that's what leads to success.
2: Do you think differently about rushing Mahomes when it's, like, you know, because we know he's a buyer of time, he floats, he does all that. Like, is there a different plan of attack when you're playing a guy like him?
3: It's always hard uh, because, I mean, everybody seems to be mobile these days now. It's very difficult as a pass rusher. We always say don't rush scared but when you don't wear scared, you have to send sometimes more than just four rushers. Right, to clog the lanes he a little creates bit. Big B-gap escape right. lanes and things right. like that. But uh, I think the worst thing you can do is just bull rush all day long and not create any pressure or havoc. You at least have to get him moving and uncomfortable, even yeah. though he's still effective. Right. Hey, by yeah. the
1: way, when you played them in Kansas City in the playoffs, I picked you guys to win, and when you scored that touchdown early and it was 7-0, he <laughs> was shitting his pants. <laughs> we had we had him Sorry, the first Birmingham. Half. Yeah. Most but. of the first <laughs> half. <laughs> so how different does the playoff game go this year if you'd been able to play in it in Buffalo
3: I don't know uh and we'll never know so that's that's one of those things but uh I would have loved to be able to play if I played it wouldn't have been at 100 percent but I still would have um loved to have an opportunity to play but uh it was probably the best thing for my knee to be able to take rehab the right way now and um I feel great where I am right now all right well we know you're a good pass rusher but like I we haven't heard you I've seen you tackle a taco well, yeah. let's see what you got here, Mr. USAA. Yeah, so I've partnered with USAA, the official uh, NFL Salute to Service partner. Um, we're gifting tickets to Adam, Staff Sergeant Adam Alexander and his father-in-law. Um, Sergeant Alexander was over in Afghanistan fighting for our country when he was struck by enemy uh, sniper. Right. He was given a 5% chance to live. Uh, he defeated those odds. He's doing well back in Oshkosh, Wisconsin. That's, That's awesome. why it's close to me. Cool. Um, we're going we're gonna to have him out here. He does some work for disabled American veterans as well going to get to meet him tomorrow and more than anything, just express how grateful I am. I mean, right. We're sitting here talking about football and living out our dreams yeah. and doing um, the things that we love because of those guys that sacrifice, right. give the ultimate sacrifice right. for our freedoms. And uh, I just want to say thank you more than anything. Yeah. So I'm we, really looking forward to we that. We thank
2: them, too. I mean, this isn't even possible without them doing exactly. their job right now. They're part of the security. And, I mean, we got people like that defending the airspace here. I mean, yeah. would That was the comment recently the after the, right, the soldiers were killed in the Middle East. It's
1: mm-hmm. 1% that protects the other 99%, yeah. and we can't do what we do
2: without
3: yep. them
1: being willing to give everything, yeah. literally everything, right. for the rest of us. Uh, TJ, you, yep.
2: I want to ask you one because you, you did you did play the 49ers early in the year, yeah. right? I Week don't want one. to give all the love to the Chiefs, but like you know, give us your just you know a little inside info on,
3: on what it was like playing the 49ers. I think our big thing going into that game was that I think they had the number one yards after contact or yards after catch, whatever it was, right. at every position. Debo over the middle, Kittle Debo, over you the middle, right. uh, McCaffrey, use, use check, use McCaffrey. Check, so right. every position group, they're elite when the ball is in their hands. Right. Um, and they, they all can do different thi- They all can do the same thing, for, but different bodies. Right, so everything right. looks the same until it's not. Right. So that's kind of the big challenge. They do a lot of shifts and motions and obviously you get Trent Williams pulling and, and all those things. So, uh, it's, it's a tough challenge. It really is. Yeah. Yeah. We're looking forward to it. You got a pick you like lean in one way. Uh, I think the Chiefs, but yeah. unless that pass rush really gets going for the 49ers, Javon Hargrave, I played with him. I, I think he's a great pass rusher, and uh, don't leave that guy one-on-one. Yeah, we were just talking because Toonies doesn't sound like he's going to play, mm-hmm. so it's going to
2: be Allegretti, and I was kind of just saying, that's the mismatch to be had yep. right there, right? Yep. Hargrave
3: taking advantage of that. Got to get that four after Mahomes, right? You can't yep. be blitzing too much. 100%, were you, were you yeah. happy that the Ravens lost? Do you like I don't care. At the end of the day, I'm not not playing in the Super Bowl, so I I don't really care who else. Screw them all. Yep, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) All right. On that note,
1: T.J. Watt, thanks for some of your time, pal. We'll be back with more PFT live from Las Vegas right after this. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you, man. Great great seeing you. you. Take care. Good luck with everything.
0: Around any corner, within every battle, and with the dawn of each new day, the threat of the unexpected, the unpredictable, and the unrelenting lies in wait. But Marines will always be there. They're the constant in the chaos. No matter the battlefield, Marines adapt to win, defeating every shifting threat, protecting our nation's future. The few, the proud, the Marines. Did you hear that? That's what an estimated 500 horsepower sounds like. I don't give it to you. How about that? That's a premium banging Olufsen sound system with 18 speakers and a Biosonic sound experience. Acura. And that, that's our legacy. You ready to be a part of it? go give it to you. Unlock the energy of the all electric CDX Type S. Give up. Order now at Accura.com. You might not think that a few simple words could make you crave McDonald's breakfast sandwiches. But if you listen closely to the sound of me saying,
2: McRiddles, McMuffin, you might be wrong.
0: Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.
4: Everyone
3: prefers to be light, but is it a role that you kind of enjoy in a way? Do you beat off of that? Um, not necessarily. I think uh, I just like winning. If, if you win a lot and, and that causes you to be a villain, then I'm, I'm okay with it. But at the end of the day, I'm going to enjoy playing the game and try to win as much as possible.
1: Patrick Mahomes has no problem with being the villain. Look, that goes with competitive sports. You're beating teams. The fans of the teams you beat don't like you. They no. hated Tom Brady. They hated Peyton Manning. Right. They hated your dad. Right. You hated Joe Montana.
2: Right. That's the way it goes. That's the way it goes, right? I mean, if, if you had not lost your spleen, team, somebody
0: would end up hating you. Well, it just now they right. hate you for other reasons entirely.
2: <laughs> exactly right. But yeah, it, it is. You know, it it becomes hey. It's not only personal to my team. I'm sick of Mahomes and the Chiefs beating my team. And then it's, man, I'm sick of seeing them in the championship game every year. And it kind of filters, you know, down that way. And all of a sudden he's, yes, become the guy where everybody's like it's hilarious because he's not even capable of, like, really being mean almost in a way. You know, he's got such a great way about him. But, yeah, the whole country's sick of the Chiefs and sick of Mahomes, and they didn't want to see him in the Super Bowl. Especially since it's well, now all part Swift of a, a political oh, psyop well,
1: to rig the election. Everything's fucking political. Oh, hell, Sorry, Birmingham. Jesus. Oh, so so no. Yeah. All right. Uh, on that note, here's a little Kyle Shanahan from yesterday before we say something else we shouldn't say about the quality of the practice field at UNLV. I got something to say.
3: Yeah, we had a normal practice. And you didn't practice there the rest of the week? Oh, yeah. We're not going to change our whole schedule. We'd have to go too early in the morning, mess everything up. So this is the best choice we got. Are you satisfied with that choice? Um, We're here. We're practicing on it. I mean, everyone has their preferences and wish things were better, but
5: we'll deal with the field how it is.
1: The commissioner on Monday said the field is playable and basically said the union agrees. The union at a press conference on Wednesday, which was not invitation only for some reason. Right. But the union at their press conference said there's a difference between playable and what the quality of the field should be. For a professional for practice who for are making millions in the, the Super Bowl. Yes. Right. Playable and ideal
2: right. are two different things. Listen, I'm tired so, of that stuff from the NFL. I'm tired well, again. You know You've what, you know what
1: happened last—and I had somebody else I'm, tell me this again this week. After last year's Super Bowl, right. when it was a slip and slide— right. The commissioner told the owners at the press conference, I'm told, per source with knowledge of the situation, it was the player's fault because they yeah. didn't change their shoes. Yeah, well, It's no, not he, the league's fault. It's never the league's fault. He, he said that the other day at his press conference. He said he thinks the le-
2: the field's fine. I, I mean, I know, again, Rogers is amazing at running the league and all of that, but he doesn't play football and he doesn't put cleats on. So I don't really understand how he has a say in the conversation, honestly. Right? And... It is. It's just it's embarrassing for the point that you made. It's a sport where they're going to make 90 billion dollars this weekend and they can't get a practice field for the team that's going to entertain us all. And it's the right way. Right. Can they make do? Can they practice? Sure. But you could tell with Shanahan and the way he is right there. He's he's watching what he says. He wants to say probably the same things you're saying and I'm saying right now. Like, are you kidding me? We get to the Super Bowl, and now here in the biggest moment, the biggest practices of our year, we're kind of on a field that's made for a bunch of high school kids or whatever else, you know, UNLV football and their standards. I'm sorry, UNLV football, no disrespect. Well, well, they have artificial turf. They have artificial turf. They they rolled
1: grass over the turf with nothing in between it. Crazy. Right, so that's that's the issue. What Kyle would call it is something that has three initials CSO, chicken is the first word, operation is the last word. That's what he would call it. Because that's what it is. When something like this happens and you don't have an acceptable, high level, perfect, pristine grass field for one of your conference champions to practice on in preparation for the Super Bowl, it is. chicken bleep operation. Two, two
2: things that I think are bothering both things. T- all right, so you got that with the 49ers in the field, and I know from both the the Chiefs and the 49ers, I've heard from people, too, there. The other thing they're annoyed with so far this week is no police escorts, right? So they're getting stuck in traffic just like Joe Schmo is that's coming to watch media Radio Row, and it's messing with both teams' schedules, right? I mean, an NFL... Football team is on a tight schedule on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday of a game week. It is literally like it's like, you know, have a meeting, have four minutes off, have another meeting, you know, go get a snack an hour later. And you get a 10-minute break, and it's another meeting. Then it's a meeting, and go get dressed, and you have 10 minutes to get dressed, and we're going to have a walkthrough. And then we're going to come back in, and we're going to watch the film of the walkthrough, and then you're going to eat lunch real quick, and then we're going to get watch a, have another meeting, and we're going to have a real practice and have more meetings after that. And a few little, you know, things that throw you off schedule, all of a sudden you're going, wait. You know, we were supposed to have this meeting at 3.30. Now it's four four 4.45, and the day gets gets away from you. And that's not the way it should be for the Super Bowl week. It now, should be as smooth as possible.
1: Now, what someone from 3.45 Park Avenue would say to that yeah. is it's the same for both teams. Yeah. But I get the impression it probably is more of an annoyance for Kyle than it would be for Andy Reid and the Chiefs because he's kind of like, we'll just go with it. We'll adapt. We'll adjust. We're delayed. It'll be fine. This will be fine. Right. Whereas Kyle has his plan, and he wants to execute his plan, well, yeah. and damn it, damn it, why is right, this happening? Right. I can see him getting frustrated yeah. more than Andy. Yeah, I, I
2: I can too, right? And you know, I think that's where you, you know you talk about sometimes Shanahan has that Belichick way about him. That would be one area I would say it is. It's detailed. It's maximiz- maximization of the day, right? That's where you know he believes in. That's what they are as an organization. And just like any head football coach, they get annoyed when their day starts to get screwed up by things that are not really football-related. So, yeah, we'll see where all this goes.
1: Kyle Shanahan knows a thing or two about coaching because his dad knows more than a thing or two about coaching. Here's Kyle from yesterday talking about the advantage of having a dad who was a coach who was the great Mike Shanahan. Have a listen.
3: I mean, being a coach's son, uh, very fortunate to just be around it so much, especially at the NFL level. I, my dad went to the NFL um, when I was four years old, so just being around it almost my whole life, you don't realize how much it helps you until you get in it, and you just realize a lot of the stuff you've been around, and it makes it a little easier, but um, I mean, I think not only was a son of a coach, but um, my dad's the best coach I've ever been around, and so to be around that good of one, I think also was a huge advantage for me, and um I mean, he never was really training me to be a coach. He was just being my dad and I mean, just the way he went about everything, just how direct he was with people, how honest he was with people, how hard he worked. Um, maybe not, he didn't always like what he had to say, um, but he was going to tell you the truth. And just as a son and as someone you work with, uh, to me, that's all you can ask from people.
2: I would never bullshit. I didn't mean it in bad light.
3: Chris Sims
1: was talking to Warren Sapp there for a second. What was Warren saying to you? Can it be repeated? Not totally, no.
2: I mean, yes. He doesn't like my version of a story that I told. So, so. Uh, either way, we, we'll get it straightened out. But I can promise you the story I told is the correct version, 100%. What story? Well, we we'll are just about, about right him there. when I used to carry his bags. Oh, and the- he'd throw $20 bills right. on the ground. Right, right. he exactly have to get right. his skull. Right, yeah. right. So he didn't like some of One of the elements I put into the story, and uh, but it, it was
1: just the truth. He, so. he said something to me, and I'm not quite sure what it was. I think he's <laughs> mad because there's been times he's texted me, and I thought that the best approach would be silence. <laughs> just to get away? Just okay. not respond. Right. Because there's no good way out <laughs> of it. Right. Right, right. No good way out of that. I, uh, I, I did hear what Shanahan said there,
2: right? So I, I do want to comment on that because you know, I, I got to see the that combination, right? I went to college with Kyle. I got to see Coach Shanahan and how he was a father and balanced, you know, being a Super Bowl coach and being a great father. You know, it was not your, like, hey, Kyle, you got to do this, this, and this to be a head coach in the NFL, you know, I think Kyle knew he wanted to be a head coach. Mike certainly would have him around. You've seen the old NFL films things where he's on the sidelines in the Super Bowl holding the wires for his dad, doing all of that. He was the last one to hold wires. Uh, last one ever to hold wires. That's crazy. But there was never pressure or, like, you got to do it this way. And Kyle, you know, really wanted to be a part of it. And that was when even when he was playing receiver at Texas with me there, he was, I'm going to be a coach one day. He was determined to be that. Right, and uh, it's just he's continued that journey and attacked it, you know, with great passion and that's why he's one of the best coaches in football.
1: There's a lot of criticism of nepotism in the NFL, but there is a tangible benefit to having someone who is around it, the family business a little life. Right. It's the family business. Right. I've been around it, I'm not right. intimidated by it. Right. I understand what needs to be done, I understand how to do it, I've learned from right. the mistakes that I've witnessed. While growing up, yep. and I'm able to just go in and not be freaked out and just do the job. Here he comes. Whoa, Drew Breeze. Joining us now with DB trophy. Nine a trophy. DB9 is here. A big trophy. DB9. What's up, Drew? How are you, buddy? Good to see you. All right. All right. All right.
2: We're great. It's good to have you back, man. Yeah. You're old back friend of the NBC family. NBC NBC. Let's go. Here he huh? is. Thanks for having me back. No, come good on, man. You you're always welcome to come back. Like, seriously.
1: And let me tell you something. You look great. Yeah. For a guy who got hit by lightning, you look
2: great.
5: <laughs> yeah, that that got blown way out of proportion. That that was not supposed to go down like that. That relationship ended fairly quickly after
2: that. What's going on, man? What's going on in life? How's everything going
5: right now? Uh, everything is great, man. Yeah. Raising kids. Yep. Yeah. Boys Full-time are 15, dad over 13, here. 11 Daughters wow. nine. Yeah. Lots of lots of youth sports and gymnastics right? and all that fun stuff. So. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Life's good.
2: I, I mean, just to hit it off, right? Because I, we want to ask you some personal questions, of course. But like, just the matchup of the game itself. Let's just yeah. dive right into that, sure. right? Kind of what jumps out to you uh, about both these teams, where yeah. they're at right now, and kind of how they're playing?
5: Yeah, you know, I um, we'll start with San Fran. Right. Um, you know, I, I, I think I, I, think I would have expected San Fran to play – maybe more consistently during the playoffs i hear you right you know, like um, it
2: feels like they haven't played their best ball in about six not, or seven it, weeks it right? doesn't
5: but i feel like they needed to win games the way that they won those two games right right, right. packers go in there packers were on fire right i mean packers controlled that, the game you know, controlled Probably should have won exactly it. right and yet niners find a way to win when they needed to put together a drive they right. did tough conditions right all that stuff yep. that was a huge confidence boost for them for purdy yeah Then you go into that Lions game, and man, the Lions, right? Like, first half, 24-7, I'm thinking.
3: Yeah,
2: like this might be over, right? Right. Right?
5: And the way that they mounted that comeback, I mean, you knew they were going to kind of make a run at it, and some things had to happen in their favor, right? Yep. But what impressed me there was with all this talk about Purdy being a system quarterback and all this stuff, what did he do? He went outside the system. Right, right. Took off and ran on right? three different occasions to extend drives, right. first downs, like that lit the place on fire, it right? Did. It did. And then they go down, they get points, they come back and win. So that to me showed that man, this guy is is much more than maybe what we've we've given, given him right, credit for right, thus far. Right. Um I think he's he's ready for the big moment. I love his poise, I love his command of the offense. Yeah. Look no further than the way his teammates talk about it. Right. His teammates love him. Um, he's so. got
2: Drew Brees-ish stuff with him. He's not as talented as you are. I'm just going to say that flat out, right? Because people have asked me about you as you like Drew Brees, and I'm like, Drew's arm is better than people realize. Drew's athleticism in their prime. I think if they went back and watched you, they'd be like, "Damn, I forgot Drew could move and throw it like that." <laughs> right? But he's got some of that sixth sense, timing, feel, yeah. Drew Brees stuff that I, I knew you would like. I saw it
5: this week. They right. said my 40 time was one. 100th right. better than Purdy? Damn, leaving him in, in the a, dust. You know what I'm saying, right? <laughs> in no, the no. dust. I, I actually, Purdy impressed me with with his athleticism. But like like the, the shorter quarterbacks, like timing and rhythm. Yeah. And this West Coast offense, right? right? Timing, rhythm, right. progression. First hitch here, second hitch. Know where the ball can go. Don't take the sack. Right a pass game extension of the run game, like all that stuff. Look, he executes that extremely well. Yeah,
1: yeah.
2: Look how he tucks his shoulder in. Yeah. Like he's, he's still playing quarterback there. You he's know doing what I'm it. Well, well, right. so, the point you
1: were making earlier though yeah. about and, and Steve Young talked about this yesterday, the spatial relationship where your body is in relation to all the others. Is that something that's just instinctive or can it be learned over time to know I can get from here to here or I can make this throw before this guy gets over, where you just understand how it all fits together as it's happening.
5: Yeah, I mean Sean Payton used to use this term, it's you know it's like paint the picture, and then also understand. The progression. In a lot of cases, you build an offensive system or uh, route concepts around high to low reads, right? Yeah, right? Like it's deep to intermediate to outlet, right? right or right. it's inside triangle, right? Yeah, like it's bolt to bolt to right, bolt, right? Right. And then your feet are talking to you. The whole time. right. First hit, you're throwing shallow cross. Second hit, you're throwing mm-hmm. over the ball. Right. Third hit, you're here to your check burst yeah. or whatever it is. Right. So, like, th- that's that's very much the way that you're teaching it, and it's what creates the rhythm for a quarterback.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's it's cool. All right, so now talk about the quarterback who never has rhythm and just yeah. floats around and does stuff that we all go, holy crap. Yeah. Hey, yeah, give us your thoughts on the Chiefs.
0: <sighs> it, it,
5: it, the minute you sell them short, right? right? right. I was <laughs> like, there's <laughs> no way they're making a run this, this year. Is, this is is I think they're as good defensively right now, right? As they've, as, as ever, they've been, maybe right? ever been, right? I yeah. Yeah, would agree. And 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 obviously the attention goes to Mahomes and the playmaking ability and Kelsey, yeah. and all that. I mean, look, they uh, Rice has come on as a, as a young receiver, but they really don't have a guy, a guy, right? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so this is the Mahomes show. Yeah. Look, they're running the football, yeah. as well as they've ever run. It. Right. So if you if you really want to know that, what's the Reason for the success of the Chiefs—they're playing outstanding defense, yep. and they are running the football. Yeah, and man, that takes so much pressure off the queue. Right. Now the queue is still gonna
2: make his plays. Make his place. Right.
5: But I would say this: like, there were times, and even going back to when we were sitting at the desk together yeah. back in 2021, right. There was a stretch in that season where, and it's happened now for each season for the Chiefs where you're watching the film and you're like, gosh, they lack creativity, yeah, and it's just right. That, Right? Like, like, what are they doing? Yeah. There's no, is there a there's no plan rhythm. A there's process? no purpose to what, what they they're doing? doing. Exactly. Right. But, right. man, like, the second half of the season with them, I've seen, a, a, like, a change. They've a started difference. to figure it out. And there is right. some really cool stuff they're doing right. to get coverage keys, yeah. to, like, spread the defense right. out, to give Mahomes, like, a the great vision picture, for what's right. happening. Yeah. So they're just doing a lot of good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. What was your assessment
1: of Sean Payton's return to the NFL in Denver this year? Big picture.
5: Yeah. Um, look it kind of it kind of played out the way I thought it would honestly um, I, I i think look I think Russell has a skill set, and I think Russell is still going to be able to go and have a great you know rest of his career right. um, elsewhere um, as I watched. The, the, the them play this year, it, it didn't feel like the timing, the rhythm, the tempo Was there. that I'm used to seeing right. in, a, in a Sean Payton offense. Right. And I know those are the hallmarks of the offense. That's the standard that that has been set. Right. And so, look, I don't know the inner workings. I don't know what's happened behind the scenes or anything else. But I know that, look, they, they've got a talented roster. Yeah. They'll continue to build that. They've got an ownership group that's going to provide whatever resources they need for Sean Payton to, right. to win. And I know this. Sean is an excellent communicator, and he is an excellent orchestrator of right. Like, here's what we need to win, here's the culture, here's the standard of excellence, and now it's plugging the pieces in place to get that done. Answer
1: this for me, Drew. As it relates to the rhythm and timing things that happen during the play, how much of the things that happen or don't happen pre-snap is part of what happens post-snap?
5: You gather so much information pre-snap. And a lot of that's just preparation, right? Like, I mean... The front. The front would tell me the two coverages are going to oh, they only played two coverages out of that front, right? Exactly. So now it's just a a, a matter of process of elimination. Yeah, exactly. exactly. So so much pre-snap you can gather. Now, that doesn't mean that you always have the answers, man. They they, they adjust down or they've got a new wrinkle that you haven't seen before. But bottom line is, man, you're always having a plan. But I'll tell you how you combat that is tempo, right? That's what we used to say. This is how we blitz the defense. Right. The faster we play, the faster the defense has to be, oh, we, yeah. we, we can't disguise. Hey, just like, check the simple we, yeah, coverage. Yeah, yeah we got to right? get out of that, right, right? Right, So you can dictate a lot of what's happening on the other side with your own tempo.
2: You you talked about, you know, you weren't shocked about Russell and how it worked out there in Denver. You, you meant that, like, I know you think Russell's got talent. I've heard you talk about it before. But you just didn't see it being, like, a quarterback system fit the right way. Is that kind of where you weren't surprised by the way it kind of – you know, shook out or worked.
5: Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I I think Russell to me is not a timing rhythm passer, right, right. right. He wants to see it. Yeah, right. Russell's one of the best deep ball throwers in the league. Right. And has been for a long time, right? right? right. But it's it's run game, it's read read option stuff, right. it's the RPO game, right. and then it's the heavy play action, man, let's let let's him take launch a big it. Shot. At, or kind of give him these high to low right. reads, right? right? To me that's the best that's kind of the best system for him. Yeah.
2: You got a feel for what's gonna who do you think's out there that Sean Payton's gonna is anybody on your radar that oh, you go?
1: I can just tell you. No, <laughs> you know, he I knows. talked to Sean last week. He already knows He told me he's got his eye on this guy.
2: So go
5: ahead, don't try, nah, nah, try to not try to bullshit your way through this answer. Go ahead. Exactly. I don't know. Uh, I I I think it's it's always there's always a shake up. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, right. I mean, look, there, there's some there's some talented guys in the draft. There's some guys year, right? out there, right. Right. Uh, you know, unfortunately, they traded quite a bit to get Russ right. in the first place, right? So right. if you're in a position where you love one of these guys and you're going to trade up, yeah. you have the assets mm-hmm, to, to make do that it, move, right? right? Yeah. Um and then what does that do to your roster right. moving forward? I think what, what, I do know this. You really do have to build your team through the draft, yeah, right? right? You can go out in free agency and you can get some core pieces, right? Some core leadership pieces, some cultural pieces. But man, if you're going to build your team within this cap system, yeah, you got to do it. These two teams the here—they yeah. built through the draft. Exactly. I mean,
2: you know, they got a little splash of free agency, but it's mostly mostly yeah. draft guys. How much do you miss playing?
5: I I, I miss it. I, I just man, I love the I love the game. Yeah. You know, and there's
1: nothing there's nothing to replace that feeling, is yeah. there?
5: No. Not that I know it myself. Yeah. Yeah. He does. But there's nothing to take its place. The things you miss the most, you miss the locker room, right? I mean, it's hard to replicate that because every day it's just that brotherhood the that's the energy, created and everything it, that you right. do together. Right. Um, you know, game day, the feeling on game day is, is, is hard to replicate, too. Like, look. The week for me, and I, you probably feel like it was turmoil. Like like mentally, it, you're just like, oh, oh. You we're installing these new plays, and right. i gotta, got to get the timing down with my guys. Yeah, and right. then, well, what if the defense does yeah, this? Yeah, and, like, right. I mean, you're just, like, running circles in your mind trying yeah. to figure it all out. Knots but in bottom, your stomach. But, but mean, the bottom line it. is throughout that week of prep, man, you, you're just getting all the answers to the test, right? Right. So, and, and, and you're winning the game in your mind through visualization. So the minute you step on the field on Sunday, you're like, man, I'm the best in the freaking world. Like nobody can stop me. Give me a chance to win, and we're going to go win this game. What
1: happened more often when you were dealing with Sean in the midst of that turmoil? Was it you saying to Sean, relax, or was it Sean saying to you, relax?
5: Me telling Sean to relax? I think so. Have you seen him on game day? Yes. Huh? He's a He's nutcase. He's a nutcase. He is Mother Evan, the refs, the water boy, everybody. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm just going to say kill him with kindness. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Tell us what's up with FedEx, <laughs> Drew. FedEx uh, air and ground players of the year. FedEx has been doing this for a long time. I had the pleasure of winning this award four times during my career. It's an outstanding award. FedEx has been a great NFL partner for a long time. And this year I'm proud to announce Brock Purdy wow. and Chris McCaffrey, right. FedEx air and ground players of the year. First time in history. Same team. Teammates. Wow. Right. So does that say something for Sunday? I, I don't know. know. Right. But um, FedEx is donating $20,000 on behalf of both those players to the HBCU of their choice to fund scholarship programs for incredible students. Incredible. Awesome. Yep. Cool, Great you're stuff. doing it, man. Yeah, Super Bowl 44
1: guys. MVP and future Hall of Famer Drew Brees. Great to see you as always, Drew. Always a pleasure. You're man, yeah. right. You are yeah, the man, Drew. And we're going to make the hot change. As Hot we tapes. say farewell to Drew, we're going to QB and running back, Vikings running back Alexander Madison. Thanks, Drew. Take care, buddy. Here he comes. Drew's back. Madison has bigger Alexander arms. Alexander Madison.
2: You. He's got more muscle. He's
1: got bigger arms than the last time we Good saw him. See. How nice are you, man? You, Good to see
2: you, you Alex. How are you, man? What up? What up? All right.
1: Oh, another Viking on the oh, set. Who great. sets
2: these up? I don't know you. I don't know, <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Viking fanboy over here. This is you. You know that right about him? Yeah. Yeah. We we did that to you before. I'm sure. I mean, right off the bat, just, you know, what was the year like being the lead man, being the number one dog there at running back for the Minnesota Vikings?
4: Uh, it, was, it was it was, nice. It was, uh, I mean, I, I'd be lying if I said it wasn't a roller coaster of a year. Yeah, but, right. uh, you know, it, it was one of those things, you know, puts things into perspectives and lets you know, you know, where you got to go back to the drawing board um, to try and be the best version of yourself for your team, for your teammates. Uh, definitely during a hard time where, you know, you lose some guys, some key players you have to try and do what you can to step up so i think it, it came with a lot of pressure it came with a lot of different guys trying to do their job but yeah one of those seasons well take us like what take us through the roller coaster like
2: take us what what were all the things that kind of you guys felt like damn this and yeah. this and this so what was um, it all
4: i mean you i mean for one the big roller coaster that we you know had losing kirk was losing kirk was something that yeah. you know we, we couldn't draw right we, we couldn't plan for um But I mean, there was a time I think we, the turnover battle was fumbleitis. Ridiculous. I think we were like negative nine in the first three games or something like that. And it's one of those things it's like, how and why is it happening? Right. Um, One of those things you just, you know, it's hard to explain. The ball's shaped funny, and that's. That's how it is in this game. What how do you, you stop it do? from yeah, happening? That's, that's the good. thing.
1: Once you're in that midst where guys keep dropping it, what what can be done? What drill is done? What mindset? What meaning? Yeah. What can be said to keep it from happening?
4: I mean, you just go back to the fundamentals. Uh, that's that's what we did, go back to the fundamentals. And it's just about, you know, how bad do you want it? You know, making sure that no matter what you do, you protect the ball because the hopes and dreams of the football team are, are in that ball. So uh, it was just a matter of us trying to do what we can to turn that around. And um, I don't think anyone, you know, Practice is not to fumble, but it just, oh, man, I, I couldn't tell you so before, the flip of a coin what the season was. Before yeah.
2: practice, like stuff where they do like those kind of drills, yeah. somebody tugging at you, yeah. and you just bring out all the basically every early day. OTA training camp stuff yeah. again, right? And,
4: I mean, we do it every, before we get going and practice, right. we do it every day. Right. It was just a matter of like, all right, we got to add a different component. We got to add something else yeah. because, I don't know, we, we just couldn't – we couldn't write it down what was happening.
1: It's got to be so hard to be conscious of trying to hold on to the ball when you're in the middle of it and it's happening in a real game and you're trying to hit the hole and you're trying to avoid this guy fend this guy off. How can you consciously be thinking I got to continue to hold on to this football as tight as I possibly can because I never know who's going to come in and try to knock it out of my
4: hand. Yeah, it's it's one of those things you you start seeing guys run a little funny because uh they're so worried I'm about in about open it. field with two hands instead <laughs> of one. It's just one of those things you have to try and do what you can to protect it, you know. Um, and for us, it, it, it was the story of the season, was trying to stay even. Right. I mean, we didn't lose when we were even. So uh, just at even in um, the turnover battle w- was was something that we were striving for, and we just, you know, had one of those seasons we had to go back to the drawing board. It, it's really crazy because we talked
2: about at one point during the year, you're like you were talking about, you're going through the roller coasters, Kirk, JJ getting hurt for a little bit, all that crap. Not right? a little bit. Yeah, oh, a lot yeah. of bit, right. Oh, man. But, But – we had a point during the year where it was like we actually felt like you guys were better this year than last year in a lot of ways right it's just like you guys like you said there's some lucky unlucky breaks some fumbles did you guys kind of have that feeling in the locker room too
4: yeah yeah and that's probably one of the most disappointed feelings is knowing what we have in that locker room and knowing the team that we had um for the season that we put together um it, it, everyone knew we, we knew it was our year to go do something special right and, you know I guess the, the odds are stacked against us a little too heavy this year but uh yeah I, I feel you know fully confident in, in the guys that we have coming back and right. the guys we are going to try and get back in that locker room and then you know whoever else we can to get to add to to the, the pieces of the puzzle um you know, we have an amazing organization, amazing locker room. Yeah, so, yeah. have full faith in what we were able to put together this offseason and, and better back. Yeah. yeah, yeah. When you
1: get into this carousel of quarterbacks from Kirk Cousins to Jaron Hall to Josh Dobbs to Nick Mullins, as a running back who's actually getting the handoff, is it an adjustment when, yeah. you know, he comes back, he gives it to me, he moves it here, puts it here, puts it there. I mean, how hard is it for you to make the change from this guy to this guy to this guy when it just comes to getting the ball in your hands?
4: Definitely is a difference. Uh, that, yeah, that's why we don't take it lightly when we do our, our, our handoffs in practice. So, you know, it might be some people might be like, you know, that's just kind of like cliche, like trying to take a handoff. But, you know, we get our, our period where we go and we do a QB exchange with the quarterbacks. And it, it's extremely important because you feel the difference between each quarterback. I mean, I've been taking a handoff from Kirk for five years. He kind of knows exactly where to put it yeah. for me um, with the play, the, with the he, right yeah, play, he, he and where feels you might go. Clear right, than, just like with throwing to a receiver, they know how to throw the ball to right. JJ versus KJ versus
0: right. TJ. Yeah. You know, right.
4: but uh, same thing with the handoff, and so getting a feel for how does he hand it off? as he, you know, has a little bit more of a push than Kirk, or he has less of a push, or a little bit more of a slap in there? Then it's it's all of those things you have to take into account. You've been around the block a little,
2: right? I mean, you just had some coaches. Like, <clears throat> what makes Kevin O'Connell such a damn good offensive play caller? What's
4: impressed you about it? Um, I would say that his uh, his mentality, his mentality going into it is uh, he has an attack mentality. Yeah, he wants to attack defenses, and you know sometimes it's it's risky, right? Uh, but the reward is is beautiful, right? And so I think that's that's a beautiful part about the way he calls plays, the way that he trusts us to go out there and execute yeah. the plays that he calls, um, that's one thing that I would say is, is a lot different about him. He he pays attention to the detail, and yeah. he draws up plays that are not just successful for the, the, the group of guys on the field, but versus... The defense he, he looks at the defense what can we do to yeah, attack this right. defense this defense that defense yeah and uh the details i'd say set separates him
1: we all yeah. know kirk cousins is headed for free agency unless the vikings sign him to a new deal before then what's your approach with kirk do you text him all the time and say what's going on what's going on any updates or do you just like i'm just gonna sit back and see what happens
4: yeah um I, i'd say i'm one of those guys that i'm just gonna have to sit back uh maybe send him a prayer send him a text let him know <laughs> i'm thinking about him um definitely just even just for his recovery you know checking in with him there but um yeah I know that he loves it in Minnesota I I know that he doesn't want to go anywhere it's just a matter of you know this game uh so I I would love to have him back uh that's my guy but yeah it's one of those things I'm gonna just you know have to sit back and and pray you you're um I want to get to
2: this I am gifted right because I don't think you're you're you are gifted. We know that, <laughs> but I don't think you're wearing it in a braggadocious manner. But before you give us your pitch on that, right? Because we're yeah. gonna grade you. All right. I want to know who's the guy speaking of. I am gifted. That you've played over the last year or two, where you just went like, "Holy crap! I didn't realize that guy was like this, or he's unreal."
4: Oh man, there's a handful of guys. Yeah. I, I all say right, that you can are rattle them off if pretty, you want. Pretty uh, pretty ridiculous. I mean, over the years that I've got to play Kenny, yeah. Kenny Clark, um, Beast, just just yeah he's just he's gifted he is um, right he's one of those guys that just like no matter what the game plan is to double team him or, right. or or stop him he knows how to get through he knows how to make a play and knows right. how to hold his wreck ground the game. Right, yeah so right. he's definitely one of those guys and then uh, i would say uh, another guy i got to play against that uh, just an all-around dog um, fred warner yeah right I got to play against him. He, he went to BYU, so I got yes, to play against him when I was at Boise too, State. Right, so we right. kind of had this long-lived, uh, friendly rivalry going on. And, uh, yeah, I just got a lot of respect for the way he flies around, the way that he plays. And, you know, that's why they're deserving of being here. Yeah, and, it's uh, one of the best yeah, there is. Yeah, definitely. Right.
2: Well, I, you played both teams. Where are you leaning? Give me a lean here. Don't be a chicken. Yeah, yeah. Come on now. <laughs> I got to lean to the 49ers. You're leaning um, to the 49ers. Okay. You're the first person. Yeah. I'm just going to tell you yeah. the first person.
4: I think – uh, for one, you know, knowing a couple guys. And yeah. then for for me, you know, we, we won uh, and th- during the season. So I kind of feel like I could root for him now because we got that out the way. Because <laughs> you can say we beat the Super Bowl yeah, champions. Yeah, you know? Look at what <laughs> we could have been. <laughs> a little if bit of six days breaks.
1: later Kirk Cousins hadn't popped an Achilles tendon because that was that Monday yeah. night. Yeah. That was the best game of his career. And six days later that thing popped. You could see it pop on the video. Yeah. It broke my heart. Killed my year. Yep. Yeah. And Easy you loved boy. it. You didn't love Easy it. Not in that boy. way. <laughs> he yeah, didn't want way. Kirk to get injured. But he loves it when I'm miserable. Oh, man.
4: All right, let's hear it. I am gifted. Yeah. I want to hear about this. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm excited to be here, be able to partner with Leo Vici and uh, with my brand, I Am Gifted. And uh, we do a lot of amazing things uh, as far as trying to give back. Um, that's really where my passion is as far as using my platform. Uh, I don't use it for me. I use it to, to make an impact in lives. And so with I Am Gifted, we just encourage everybody to continue to dig deep, find the gift that they have within themselves, and let it shine in this. In this world, well, we cool, believe man. that everyone was born with a gift, and right. uh, that's the message behind it. We we try to provide dream chasing opportunities for the youth while emphasizing the importance of mental health and positive mental health practices. Um, and you know, a lot, a lot of our efforts go towards just spreading love and positivity and suicide prevention. So it's cool, um, man. Yeah, just trying to do what we can, trying to do what I can to uh, use my platform and uh, impact lives. It's a cool lives. slogan. It's awesome. It's cool what it stands it's for. It's awesome. Man. And and really it's great. Sure. It's great yes. what you're doing. Yeah.
1: You. There's got to be a story behind the chain. That thing is amazing, oh, yeah, and I feel amazing. like there is a rich story as to what that signifies.
4: Yeah, definitely. So this is the uh, logo. I actually have it tattooed as well. Um, that I, was, you know, I was sitting down, and I drew it up, and uh, you know, it's the logo for my brand, uh, into a heart, the I'm Gifted heart, and uh, through that, it's love and positivity, is a lifeline. So, no matter what you're going through, no matter what you may feel, um, you're not alone in that. And as long as you can breathe in some love and positivity, wherever you get that from, whether it's self love, whether it's love from a family member or friend, uh, that will breed life. So, yeah, that's why I got a lot of butterflies tattooed and I got this tattooed as well. That, so it's my like life a line.
2: cross, a heart, and like the EKG. The like EKG, right? Yeah, so yeah. the, the yeah.
4: love and positivity Right. lifeline. Cool, man. Yeah. I like it. It's really cool. Great stuff. Alexander,
1: so. congratulations on everything. Keep on, Kirk, please. We're going to see him tomorrow. I'm going to work on him. Let's come up with a strategy. JJ was here yesterday. (laughs) Between you and me and him, I think we can triangulate and we can get get this done. That's right.
4: Yeah, (laughs) we'll we'll have to make some (laughs) calls. All right.
1: Alexander Madison, we'll have more PFT Live from Radio Row in Las Vegas right after this.
0: Did you hear that? That's what an estimated 500 horsepower sounds like. (laughs) Next, don't give it to How about that? That's a premium banging Olufsen sound system with 18 speakers and a Biosonic sound experience. that, that's our legacy. You ready to be a part of it? Next, don't give it to you. Unlock the energy of the all electric CDX Type S. Give up. Order now at Acura.com. Friday. Friday. It's almost like whoever named Friday knew it should be celebrated with free fries. Free Fries Friday at McDonald's. Get a free medium fries with any purchase of a dollar or more on the McDonald's
2: app.
1: Offer valid through 930 to participate in McDonald's excludes tax.